Hey guys, this is Kim, your hostess with the Moses, and Melvin, your wingman. The wingman. And you are tuned back into the Soul Sense Podcast. And what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about marriage, but more specifically, things that we wish we would have known mm. before getting mm. married. Mm, 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 mm. No, <laughs> <laughs> And not just things we wish we'd have known, but things we wish we'd have known to pay more attention to or, yeah, yeah. or to consider. Yeah. yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Because so this was your topic. You yeah. You came up with this, so drop the why. Well, here's the why. Okay, so... This is not to be like a negative thing. I love him. I love you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want to be married to him. But for one, I think that people um, idolize my marriage and come into marriage with unrealistic uh, expectations. And then when they get in the marriage and it's not meeting up to these unrealistic expectations, you think something is wrong with your spouse or even yourself. Okay. And I feel like, especially in the Christian community, I don't really see a lot of conversation, um, especially in like a big forum. You may have these conversations one-on-one. You may not. I don't know where people are really like keeping it 100, you Mm -hmm. know, about marriage, you know, um, I mean, I love being married. It has enriched my life, but marriage is hard. It's yeah. hard. And I wish that I would have been able to have someone when I was um, when I was single, dating, engaged, to give it to me for real, but in a positive way. You know, because you have those people out there that talk about marriage. Oh, I ain't never going to get married. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm in a positive way. For those who desire marriage, want to be married, you know, these are some things Take it from us who've been married for 10 years, dated for almost 15. Well, not 15. Well, I don't know. 14. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we ain't that old. I, I, I just thought that they sounded like we dated for 15 years. Then we got married and was married for 10 years. Yeah. Is that how that sounded? I don't I know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying we dated for four years. Then we got married. And then now we've been married for almost 10 years in October. So that's where this came from. This is where it stemmed from. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of tag team these tips. Um, well, things that we wish that we would have known. And um, this is not an exhaustive list. These were just some of the top four. We don't want to, this thing can go on forever. So we right. just, we're going to give y'all four things. You know, Melvin's going to have two, I'm going to have two. And we're going to go back and forth. We're just going to talk about it. Okay. Yep. And we'll talk about the things. The each of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first thing that uh, we looked at was the fact that marriage is a ministry. Yeah. Your marriage is a ministry, and um, that's really the primary purpose, right? Uh, for it to be, to, di, di, sorry, your marriage is a ministry, and that is really a a really good barometer to see how healthy your marriage is. Hmm. Go ahead, so explain that. I don't just mean like I knew that you want to glorify God with mm-hmm, your marriage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though we were not we didn't court and marry under the most righteous circumstances mm-hmm. for sure. Yes, right. I still understood that ultimately you want your marriage to be something that is glorifying to God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't think that I realized the extent of it. And I didn't really intentionally go into it thinking that mm-hmm. um, otherwise I would have carried on in a different way. I, I think I got married because I loved you and I wanted to marry you. Okay. Right. I think okay. the spiritual part of it, God just hooked me up on the flip yeah, side of it. We, we, we just, yeah. he just, we didn't <laughs> check to see, are we equally yoked mm-hmm. spiritually or any of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and I think if, if I would have known that going into it, or if I really would have been thinking about that more, I would have been putting things in place even during our dating relationship mm. to make sure that we could be as effective as possible um, as a as a couple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that once we got once we became Christians, that was something that 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 still is something that we have continuously tried to refine because mm-hmm. it's one thing being. Uh, a disciple by yourself but it's a completely different thing dealing with uh, someone else while doing that yeah um uh, go, go ahead. ahead no i was gonna read a scripture but it look like you about to read yeah one. no I, I have it for this one okay. so um i'm just gonna give the the scriptures i have are just gonna kind of be an example of of that so mm-hmm. i want to look at priscilla and a and aquila mm, that's a good example um and these are just this is just two scriptures here that um stood out to me um the first one is this is kind of the first time we are introduced to priscilla and aquila and this is in uh acts chapter 18 um verse 18 and it's the whole little section there 18 through uh 28 but i'm just gonna kind of read a little bit um through here um trying to find the best spot to read here i'll just kind of paraphrase it because it it can be long but yeah but basically read uh acts chapter 18 verse 18 through 28 and it really just gives an example of this couple who is kind of like a like a pillar couple at this church. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I'll pull here. You read your scripture and then oh, okay. I'll come back. Sorry. Well, it mine, I think that's definitely a good uh, verse that you're about to reference. But this one was more general. Um, in a previous um, episode that we filmed, I shared this scripture in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another by this. Everyone will know you are my disciples. If you love one another. And I read this because everything that we do, and even more important when you're married is that that people, people are watching you and your marriage and you can be out there all day long, praising God and acting very spiritual. But then when you're interacting with your husband you are mean, you are, y'all are at each other like cats and dogs. Like that's where people can sniff out hypocrisy, you know? And in general, at a bird's eye view, that's the very least that you can do is love each other because people will know by your love that you are 
God's disciples. And, you know, we have heard many people talk about how marriage is sacrificial. It's a sacrificial love. And it really is. You know, um, it's there's a lot of grace extending and, and a lot of patience. And so um, and a lot of character building. <laughs> But, you know, knowing that and everyone knows that, you know, to still push to love one another, that is a testament that, you know, you are followers of Christ. Right. Um, yeah. And I think uh, looking at Priscilla and Aquila, I, again, I'll just paraphrase it mm-hmm. on, on that axe. But um, I, I found like this cool little description of them. It says uh, this is on carryshook.org um and i'll put this uh link to this website mm-hmm. but it says um we are inter- when we're introduced to uh, aquila and his wife priscilla in acts 18 we find a couple who were available to god in the midst of transition tent, tent makers by trade they were deported from rome and were trying to settle in a new city of called Corinth um, when they met a missionary who needed a place to stay. That missionary was Paul, the apostle. Uh, their lives would never be the same. Uh, what a difference their simple availability and willingness to be uh, used made their marriage and uh, the kingdom of God. Later, we see them uh, used. Oh, yeah, this was the part that I wanted to talk about in that. Sorry. Um, later, we see them being used. So that's setting the, the table there. I don't even read the rest. Then right after that, um, you see they paint a picture of Priscilla and Aquila. There's a guy, Apollos, and he's out preaching. And, um, you know, they noticed that he didn't have the full uh, gospel. gospel. Mm-hmm. And so they get him and they invite him into their home and pretty much just just tutor this guy and, yeah, and teach make him. teach him. And, you know, working together, they use their home, they mm-hmm. use their marriage. Number one, they were, it seems like they were both on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. They're both on the same page. They knew we're going to bring this strange guy into our house mm-hmm. and, and help him. And after that, you see the next thing you see about Apollos is they're sending him out yeah. to go out and, and start preaching around, yeah. you know. And, and he became a powerful uh, man of God. And, and they used their marriage mm-hmm. to make that happen. Yeah. Um, then again, in, in uh, Romans 16, 4, I think it is, uh, you hear Paul, uh, Paul addressing Priscilla and Aquila. And he was like, you know, I give thanks to them because they're, you know, they, they pretty much they had risked their lives Um they once risked their lives for me and I am thankful for them. And so are all the Gentile churches. So basically he was describing this couple who, who risked their lives to save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, just for, to advance the gospel. And so when I think about, you know, for, for me, when I think about, I wish I knew that before we got married, because mm-hmm. I feel like we could have been so much further ahead and, just knowing this is this is what my marriage should be yeah. working towards. And it's not a if you notice with Priscilla and Aquila, when you when you see them in the Bible, they're always mentioned together. So that tells me like how that translates to our marriages today is that you cannot have two separate like Christian journeys. 
your mm-hmm. journeys intersect, you know. Now, granted, when we are standing in front of the judgment seat, we're going to be standing by ourselves. But part of that that we're going to be judged on is how we were as spouses. You know, that's part of our story now. And so, yeah, I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Marriage, that's number one. Marriage is a ministry. So the one I got is, whew, Lord help us. Change is inevitable. You and your spouse will change, okay? And I received some inf- uh, some good advice from one of my patients that had gone through just, you know, just marital issues. And her and her husband were on the other side. They had overcome it. They were on the other side. And I think me and Melvin had only been married for maybe six, seven years at that time and only had one child. And one of the things that this older lady told me was that as as we're going we're going to grow and we're going to change i have to let my husband know of the different changes Mm -hmm. that are going to be happening and i have to be open so you would be able to share those different changes that you're going through as well because otherwise you know, and of course, she brought up different things, the physical things that we know about, like when a woman has children, you know, things that the changes that happen with her body and the changes, all those things, you know, hormones, when women go through menopause, things like that, like that's foreign to a man. OK, yeah. <laughs> and that will be your first time dealing with a woman that's going through menopause. Well, we had kids. That was your first time dealing with a woman that was pregnant. And, you know. I have to communicate these things to you to let you know how I am feeling because we're going to change and to expect that, you know, and I see a lot of people who talk about, well, when we dated, you were like this, or when we first got married, you were like this. Well, you all are going to grow as people, you know? And I know for me and you, when we got together, I was 20. I'm 34 now. Like, if I'm the same person that I was at 20, there's a problem with me. So as I have grown, I have to not only allow you to know those things, but I also have to extend grace for you too, because you're a totally different person than what you were 10 years ago. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely can vibe with that because if, I think even in just kind of how you put it, there were there were some times where we had some friction because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was doing the things that I had done before and it just was not translating in the same way. Um, Your needs changed Mm -hmm. and we matured and grew up. Right. And (laughs) to know that beforehand would just really mean that I was prepared more for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wouldn't be as as shocked. And yeah, I mean, I definitely. And here's another thing too. Change is not always a bad thing, either not in a negative light, in a positive light too, because one of the things that I feel that I hear a lot of this talk like, well, that he's not husband material. She's not wife material. Well, who's anybody's spouse material? Like you're not born knowing how to be a wife. You're not born knowing how to be a spouse. So the hope is that you're going to change and you're going to change for the good and you're going to grow. And, 
you have to uh, know that, you know what I'm saying? You have to know, like, the man that I married in 2009 is not the man that I am married to now. You yeah. are totally different. And if I would have measured you at that <laughs> level, then we wouldn't be married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you would probably do the same for me. Like, I think back at how selfish I was. I think back at, you know, how individual minded I was, you know. And I mean, I oftentimes be like, I don't even know how you could stand me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think by not understanding that, that it's a process, you could look at other people's marriages, mm. other people's lives mm-hmm. and really hold your spouse to that. Yeah. Uh, to that uh level you know mm-hmm. what i mean instead of realizing that you know these people may have been married forever and yeah. it took some time for them to become what they were going to become mm-hmm. um I, I look back at priscilla and aquila you know uh you could read that scripture and without the understanding that change is inevitable and that that you will grow to be to reach your heights you know you could really get discouraged about something like that, or mm. you could feel really inadequate, you know, about, or you can, it can make you really jump out and do things before your relationship together is, is prepared yeah. for that. You start jumping out and, you know, leading groups and doing different things mm. and having a bunch of extracurricular things that pull away from your marriage. And I think, um, I, I'll tell you one aspect of that is like, understanding the necessity for growth and the part that one of each of us play in one another's growth. I think in our marriage earlier, like there's times where we were running like chickens with our heads cut off. Um, Just really, but out of a, out of a desire to be righteous and to be active. Yeah. um, You know, we just were Mm -hmm. going and being stretched in a thousand different places. And Mm -hmm. uh, it really, uh, had the potential to stifle our growth. I mm, think that yeah. luckily we had good people in our lives and we were being very open about that. I was less inclined to let some of those things go than Kimberly was. But if I'd have known more, like we would have been investing so that maybe now we would have been in a better position to balance some of the things mm-hmm. that, that we weren't able to balance now. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that because I do feel like a lot of times people want to hit the ground running Yeah, and it's like, you really got to get to know each other. And even if you dated for a while, nothing prepares you for being married. You know, like I said, we were married. We were date. We dated four years before we got married and I knew Melvin. Well, you know, uh, I'm still learning the man. Okay. <laughs> I'm still learning him, you know, and then he grows in some way. He changes in some way. And then I have to learn that part of him, you know? And I think that um, cultivating your relationship, I think that you also need to learn your individual strengths and how your individual strengths will translate to your marital strengths. You know what I'm saying? And that goes back to marriage being a ministry. You know, you may not be the uh, the Priscilla and Aquila that have people in your home. You may not be that type, but y'all are something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you have to figure that out for you, you know? I I've, I was looking up this scripture here. I, I forgot about this, but it's in Deuteronomy 24, 5. 
It says, if a man has recently married, he must not be sent to war or have any other duty laid on him. For one year, he is to be free to stay at home and bring happiness to the wife he has married. Yeah, that, I mean. That's powerful. (laughs) Yeah. That's powerful. I mean, you got to have time to, like, it's important that you you take that time to to invest and to help one another to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is just talking about a year or whatever, but the 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 thing that i take from that is that it's important to be investing in one another and so important that it's saying don't even go off to war yeah or have any other duty laid on you mm. you just concentrate on this so that must be important mm-hmm. so yeah all right well what's your second point um what was my second point uh, oh i got it uh-huh. yeah um you've you have to be allies and not adversaries. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. So, of course, that sounds pretty regular, right? Mm-hmm. But who? I wish I would have known how intentional you got to be in that mm-hmm. because we really never argued as a dating couple, at no, least not, not really. very much, Mm-mm, right? Not really. But when you think about it, you only get the best of one another when When you're just dating dating, typically Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. typically but because especially if you don't live together like you get to go home and be your be yourself Mm -hmm. go home and leave the cabinets open there's nobody to blame for the problems in your household except yourself Mm -hmm. um but once you are married like the bible describes marriage as two people becoming one person yeah. And to anything becoming one anything is never a smooth process. Mm. And the temptation to turn on one another yeah. is so great. Yeah. And it's so easy. Yes, it is. And it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scripture in uh, Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. 2 through 3. It says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, Bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Um, you know, I just think that really gives you the the pattern of of how this thing is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. There's another scripture in uh, Proverbs that talks about and we've shared this a lot of times what was it proverbs what are you, what does it say um it talks about uh just the importance of one another like being a team um in proverbs i'm not proverbs ecclesiastes, ecclesiastes i'm sorry okay that's like uh i got you i got you keep talking i got you. so back to this scripture and then ecclesiastes will kind of uh build on top of it but just the idea of Like you have to be super intentional in preserving your unity Mm -hmm. and it it takes, you know, a great bit of humility, gentleness, patience and bearing with one another. Mm. Bearing is not endurance. Yeah. Yeah. You got to If you're thinking about bearing anything, Mm -hmm. that means it's a weight. It's something that's heavy. It's something that you have to endure. And you do that to preserve your unity because it's the most important thing and with it in in the idea behind that the fact that the scripture says that should let us know that 
like the, the fact that it's saying that this is something you need to be intentional about should let you know that there's going to be something warring against that unity. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got the scripture here for you. So it's in Ecclesiastes um, chapter four, starting in verse nine. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can they keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Yeah. So all of those things discuss the power of two. Yeah. And inside of a marriage, although we're here in proximity and we're close, if we don't pay attention, we can be one person like mm-hmm. everything it, when the when the enemy comes and attacks we can turn on one another mm-hmm. you come in and you have a bad day um and you know your frustration goes out on your significant other mm-hmm. so okay there goes one mm-hmm. now that's where ephesians comes in right mm-hmm. so kimberly comes in bad day she is short with me my res- my response, if I'm thinking about preserving the unity of of the spirit, is going to be one of understanding, and I'm going to be bearing with her. And my first thought isn't, "Man, why are you being so rude?" Yeah. My first thought should be, "Why? I wonder what has happened in her day to make her come at me like that." Mm-hmm. Let me ask, "Was hey, how are you feeling?" Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not what I do the majority of the time. I ain't going to say it's not what I do all the time. It's not what I do the majority of the time. The majority of our arguments start out with there's some underlying issue with one of us, like whether it's some frustration outside or something that, you know, exists between us. But our arguments or our issues usually start with something lying at the bottom and then we don't deal with it Mm. and we just keep on building on top Mm -hmm. of it like somebody will say something short and then the next person will come back and the next person will come back and the next person will come Mm -hmm. back and nobody in that whole scenario is holding on to righteousness Mm -hmm. and we we become enemies and if i really really uh you know i wish i'd have known that before yeah Yeah. you know to to I don't know what I would have done about it, but I guess it's more so looking at it like that's your partner. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know, I like that, that word when describing marriage is mm-hmm. that you're my partner or you're my teammate, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, we both have, sp- have played sports and, you know, you get into the huddle and y'all talk about what's working, what's not, mm-hmm. you know, okay. We run in a play, but the defense is getting us. Okay, yeah. let's rework that, you know? And it says this is like one can be overpowered, but two can defend themselves. Yeah. Well, you gotta be you gotta be strategic, you know what I'm saying? And that's part of being an ally. That's somebody that's on your team. They on the home team. An adversary, you're literally fighting each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're you're against each other. You're like enemies, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And back to your point at at the beginning of all of this, why you thought of this topic Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people get married and they don't know about all of these things going into it and these are not things to say well if i'd have known this then everything would have been perfect Mm -hmm. no what this is to say is knowing this ahead of time 
prepares you so that you're not shaken up yeah. when when these part of your marriage is attacked, yeah. right? Because Satan knows this stuff all too well. Mm-hmm. And this is not who we naturally are. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that you're not on the same page, well, then you understand what to do. If you go into it with, with some uh, foreknowledge, is that a word? I don't know. Some foreknowledge. foreknowledge um, it's not, it is a word now. Yeah. Um, then then you'll be prepared when those rocky times come mm-hmm. and you can you, you you won't be like it's just us mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know you got to tweak certain areas and yeah. you know where to tweak yeah so yeah all right well i think my last point is um starting with the end in mind and you this that's a good piece of advice for every area of your life but oh, Donna, share your i know i mean i use that little phrase for everything but it's very important in marriage and all of these points kind of tie in together like if you start knowing that marriage is a ministry though you may not know what your place is in in the ministry and how it would be a ministry how that would look for you guys but knowing that having that in your mind starting out you're already you've already won half the battle yeah you know what i'm saying because then you can work backwards um when it comes to improvements even with yourself you know what i'm saying i think um a lot of people can look at like the for women, a lot of people can look at the Proverbs 31 woman as like something that is overwhelming and unattainable. But like that's something to strive for. And it may not be that you want to improve in every area that 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 subject mm-hmm. that that passage talks about. But maybe you just start with the fact that at the end of it all. I want to be able to run my household where I can laugh at the future and that I'm prepared. Right. And so you, okay, prepared. I want to be prepared. I need to be better preparing my household. We'll work backwards from that. That may be that that means you get up earlier in the morning. That may be that you're consistent with getting groceries. That means that maybe you may have to start cooking more often, making sure that you're doing things around the house to make sure everybody's clothes are fitting away. You know, we can go on and on and on, but you could just start there and work yourself backwards. Yeah, starting with the end in mind for sure uh, is something that needs to be in the, the marriage handbook, like page one. <laughs> that is a handbook. That's part yeah. of that's the handbook. Open and close. Yeah, not only the fact that that you can work backwards, but also going back to that idea about growth. You know, mm. change. Um, you are not going to step into this thing and be an expert. No. But you should start out and say, this is what, like, that should be a regular dialogue. Um, that, like, what do we want our lives to look like in X amount of years? Mm-hmm. How do we want our children to be? What do we want, what do, what do we want to achieve? So if, if you say in X amount of years, we want to be, we just want to travel around the world and preach the gospel gospel. Mm -hmm. or we want to go into the ministry. We want to, we want to go into the ministry and we want to lead a church. Mm -hmm. Now you need to start early, like sowing those seeds now to make sure that you can reap that crop at the end. What, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? Like making sure you are, of course, educating yourself and getting a lot of advice and seeking a lot of, um, you know, godly wisdom, but then also really even, even more just regular things like making sure 
you are financially able to do that mm-hmm. because or taking that barrier away because that may be a deciding factor. You well, know? well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, don't go out and buy a $400,000 house based on your income right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do some, make decisions that are going to be more conducive to that income when you become going to the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So make, make decisions with your time that are, if maybe it's not the paid ministry, maybe you want to be, keep your regular job, but make decisions there, like get a job that's going to allow you to, to do that. And let's say it's not going into the ministry. We want to be faithful disciples. We got to make decisions. When I choose a job, Mm. I know for me traveling all the time is not good for me spiritually. Yeah. And so I've got to pick my job likewise. Accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes God just helps you out. Cause I definitely was going for a job that would have had me traveling like 90 something percent of the time. But again, you got to make, you got to start with the end in mind and making decisions now focusing on where you want to be will make it the transition a lot easier. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we fleshed that out. I mean, like I I, I think you <laughs> I think you did that. <laughs> but I I think when it's all said and done, um, you know, I just I felt like this was very necessary because you know I see a lot of people who desire marriage. I have friends, uh, family who desire marriage, and I'm happy for them. You know I think that that there's nothing wrong with having that desire. I, there's nothing wrong with that. You know um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. But I'm a person that believes that you need to know what you're up against mm-hmm. before you can really count the cost of it, you know, because mm-hmm. there is a counting of the cost and um, we are not experts. We will never claim to be experts. Um, hindsight is 2020, but I think we were at a marriage retreat and they said, you never can enter in the same river twice. Meaning that, yeah, you might be married for 10 years, but you have not been married to a 40 year old man for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have, you may have had been a parent for 30 years, but you've not been a parent of a toddler for 30 years. You've not been a parent of a, an adult age child for 30 years, we go through things in stages. So you're never going to be at expert level. Okay. You're never going to be, you know, and those who are saying that they're marriage experts, I always be like, Hmm, really? (laughs) Because you never, you really cannot enter the same river twice. It's constant. Life is constantly moving like that river. And I mean, you're all, your life is moving, you know? Anything else? No, I I think uh, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I, I guess we just hit nails. Hit nails. <laughs> I will say, um, if there is any challenge or any parting thought, I would want people to have is that, um, like this isn't like a bummer type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wish I would have. From from my standpoint, is really, you know. Marriage is amazing and it's exciting. Yeah. But if I would have known these things that we talked about, I would have saved a lot of issues that we, that we have had to deal with going forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Time. And and I would have been able to have a more, at the end of the day, it all comes down to your marriage should be governed by God. Any other way than 
you're just not doing it to the fullest. And I, I literally mean that we have been married outside of, you know, in a very non spiritual mm-hmm. relationship yeah. versus now. And it's like night and day. Yes, it is. And I mean, we, we wasted, I mean, we learned from that time. So I won't say we wasted, but we definitely went through unnecessary hardships when we could have just passed this thing over to God. Mm-hmm. And even now, you know, there are things that we just try to cling on to when we could just pass it over. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's continuous. A so this is an everyday thing. You never like there. Mm-hmm. You just got to continuously go back and reflect on these things that, that the things that we talked about and the things, and you think about them for yourself mm-hmm. and go back to that and, and just, I don't know, just always be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful yeah. when you when you get in that groove. <laughs> and that's it. All right, guys. You have been listening to the Soul Sense Podcast. I am Kim, your hostess with the mostest, and Melvin, your wingman. Hello. See, that's why you ain't gonna do right. Uh do us a favor. <laughs> If you are listening to the podcast episode through iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, whatever the audio of this, make sure you're subscribing to us. Okay. If you're listening to us on YouTube, there's a button that's right here that you can click and subscribe. Um, And also make sure that you ding that notification bell so you never miss an upload from us either. you just pointing to random stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but anywho, guys, thank y'all for listening to us, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Peace. Peace.